Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. I'm one of your hosts, Blake Rasmussen. With me is Steve Sunu and Ravnica set design team member Andrew Brown. You nailed gonna, it. Thank you. Who's going to give us, I practiced that in the mirror this morning, <laughs> who's going to give us the lowdown on a bunch of cards that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. And more. Yeah, maybe one or two that we haven't seen. Maybe, maybe. one or two that maybe. we haven't seen. If everybody's really good, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll you guys see. you guys told me we were going to do new cards at the end? Okay. All oh. right. We'll do new cards oh. okay. for guess, you. And for you, the viewer. Yeah, for everybody. For everybody you. up in here. Yeah. Uh, before we get started on that, <laughs> you'll notice Andrew and I are wearing mine matches the bolus purple behind me, which was not intentional. Um, but we're wearing these sweet new shirts. These are shirts that are... Uh, we license them to BioWorld. There's the Gideon one and the Liliana one. Uh, those are the only two we have right now. But which is if why you, I'm wearing just a which regular is why, shirt. Which yeah. is why Steve is wearing what he wears every day of yeah, his I life. Drew, I drew the short straw. Yeah. I wasn't able to. Yeah. Um, we're just bringing these up because they're cool and they're new. Uh, and also they have no tags, which is my preference for any kind of t-shirt. I really like that. Which yeah. is delightful. Uh, you can get them on Amazon. Uh, if you just search Amazon for BioWorld, Magic, Gideon, Liliana, whatever, you can find... These sweet shirts. This is Liliana. She's got some zombies below her. Yeah, I got Gideon. He's uh, clearly destroying something, but... Uh, He's Gideon all yeah. over the place. Yeah, giddy up, giddy up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like Steve was saying, we're going to show you some cards first. Mm -hmm. That look at, look at the little ticker at the bottom. Yep. Previews so far are going to happen first. Then we're going to show you the set's tokens. All of the set's tokens. All of them. All of them. And then we'll get to the stuff you're really here for, which are the... Preview cards. We're going to share two of them. Yeah, brand new. We have two brand new preview yeah, cards. Because it is Ravnica preview season, after yeah. all. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's right. All that's the why time. we're doing the show. Uh, on that note, we get a lot of questions about when preview season's over. Yeah. Uh, preview season is over on the 19th. That is next Wednesday. Uh, the reason it's a Wednesday is that is also the day of the Loading Ready Run pre-release, -pre yep. which is a good time. Uh, you'll be able to view that on Twitch. And then we've also got the World Championship coming right after that. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. so we're doing a lot of things next week. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty crazy week. But this week, Ravnica previews. Ravnica yeah, let's previews do that. all over the place. And uh, we've got some pretty cool cards that have been revealed already. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to show some of those, I think. Yeah, let's right. do it. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's take a look. Let's see what we got first. See, get a recap going. Oh, I recognize these. Andrew, were these, were these ever not in the set? Uh, <laughs> I guess like maybe at the inception, but uh, fairly early down the road, we were pretty confident that we wanted to bring back the shock lands because with uh, Ixalan year having all the check lands, mm -hmm. shock lands, check lands, they just, they marry so well, such a nice mana base, just so much fun to play with. Mm -hmm. I'm super stoked for the shock lands to be back. Well, and really, what says Ravnica more than, than shock lands? Yeah, you know, exactly. With those, with those lovely guild watermarks on them. Yeah, these were... Know? These were an odd mix of the most welcome reprints and also the least surprising yeah. to our fans. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when I first saw the file and they weren't in there, I was like, yeah. So uh, are we are we gonna do this? And then I was met with a rousing, of course we're gonna do that. You're the new guy here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of hazing that went through. <laughs> uh, all right. So we don't have a ton to say about those. So let's move on to. Uh, we're going to first talk about some of our promos. Yeah. Right. So this is Amara Soul of the Accord. This is the promo you can get for playing in the store championship, which actually happened. This is the first place you can get a Ravnica card because mm -hmm. the store championship happens uh, the week before 
pre-release. Uh, so I think that I think they're happening next week, uh, and this is what you can get for participating. But also, Amar is a pretty cool card. Yeah, it's pretty. Great. Yeah, I, Amar is just one of my favorite Selesnya cards. It actually really combos well with an upcoming card, Conclave Tribunal. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, Amar just works so well. Convoke, you're tapping your, you get more guys to more convoke, and then it might also synergize with an upcoming preview card. Ooh. But what? I'm not going to reveal that now. Okay. <laughs> we'll wait till later at the end of the show, but it's gas. This entire show is going to be full of hints and, oh, oh just oh, you wait. Sure. Just, oh, just yeah. wait until, so, the, until the final. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to do that a lot. But I, I love I love how uh, how we've you know done these really great, uh, the, the art style of these these promos yeah. that we've mm -hmm. done. You know, I really love the yeah, whole for sure. art, the, the clear text box where you can see more of the art. I, just, I think this is a really great uh, execution of... Yeah. of our uh, store championship promos. Yeah, it's really cool. When we're uh, when I'm looking in the in our Carbase software, um, you can actually look at all the art. You can look at the art director, the art description, and it's definitely set aside like on on a separate page. That oh yeah, this is going to be for a promo, so we're going to show more of the art here. And it's really interesting to see the artist process from making you know regular size magic cards to like mm -hmm. these extended art pieces that look really awesome. Yeah. It's one of the perks of being in R&D. You're, you're not perks. really involved in making the art, but you get to see the oh, whole process. Oh, I get to see all yeah. of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's kind of cool. All right, what do we have next? Another promo. Yeah, speaking of that full art, uh, that full art uh, store championship promo, here's another one of them. Yeah, so this one is from Open House. Mm -hmm. So Open House is an event meant for new players. It happens typically the weekend prior to the pre-release. Mm -hmm. So that would be not, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, so open house is a chance for if you already know how to play magic, play magic, go and teach people how to play magic. Or if you have a friend who doesn't know how to play magic, bring them. Uh, and then just for participating, you get a shiny Boros Challenger. Yeah, I really like Boros Challenger a lot. Um, you know, it's awesome and constructed. It's awesome and limited. My favorite thing about it is like there's so many dynamics going on with it. So you can actually pump it pre-combat to make sure that it can mentor onto another creature. Or you can pop it in mid-combat to make sure that you can win the fight. Okay. A lot of, a lot of different angles going on here. He's a, he's a tricky guy, but uh, yeah, tons of fun. Well, I noticed there's, there's a few mentor cards in the set that have the ability to make their power higher. Mm -hmm. And that, I, I'm assuming that was an intentional design. Yeah, definitely. Um, you'll even see it on Aurelia, Boros Banneret, maybe an upcoming ironclad member of the Boros, who knows? I know. You do. I, I know too. Everybody yeah, else knows. No, but, but you'll yeah. find out. You'll, you'll find, find out. out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They they all work really well together because they're mentoring each other, and then eventually you can put more man into them so that they can mentor each other again. Mm -hmm. It's a big mentor fest. It's awesome. Okay. And is this now? You you said that you expect this card to show up in standard. Yeah, I do. It's, yes. It's that good. I I think so. Okay. I'm not 100 <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, you know the the Boros deck has a really solid curve of really strong creatures that mm -hmm. you know if you if you really get that one two three four, it's pretty tough to beat. Okay, all right. Well, the two drop two three. I'm always I'm always happy to cast that on turn. Yeah, it's it's decently sized just yeah. for its cost even. Right, exactly. So why the um, actually let me ask about that. Why the third point of toughness? Yeah. Uh, if so, you remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I exactly remember. Um, we were deciding whether to make the white two-drop Sunhome Stalwart mm -hmm. or this card into a 2-3 to make it stronger uh, for standard. Okay. And we ended up choosing this one because we found the activated ability was really cool 
was, was it was cooler than just regular old first strike. Sure. And plus, we wanted to encourage you to be more multicolor. So we added a third point of toughness to this card instead of the other one. Okay. All right. Uh, let's look at the next promo, which is a promo you can get for participating in Magic League. So Magic League is an event where uh, it's kind of just ongoing and rolling. You show in your store, you get a couple packs. I think you start with three. You build a little 30-card deck out of it, uh, and then you just play against people. Mm -hmm. You have fun. You, you can keep track of your wins and losses. You don't have to. Um, and just for participating in that, uh, you can get this Necrotic Wound, which is looks like a pretty powerful one-man removal spell. Yeah, uh, I like Necrotic Wound's flexibility a lot. You know, it's pretty good early. You can, you know, pick off in the land URL for something, and then late game you can just basically get any card you want, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also great for setting up those super big double spell turns in the late game, so you could, like, play your Zoni, remove their biggest threat, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Andrew plays every game yep, of Magic. Your turn. <laughs> I, I love, and this is another great uh, thing about our promos, this one features the watermark of the, the set symbol. Yeah, uh, very cool. Which is very cool. Very, very cool. Now, so we've seen a lot of discussion about undergrowth online, people wondering mm -hmm. how easy is it to mm -hmm. get it. What, what's a, what a, first of all, what's a reasonable number for undergrowth? And then mm -hmm. what, if you, if you dedicate yourself to triggering a bunch of undergrowth spells, what are you aiming for? Well, I mean, it, it definitely really depends on where you are in the game. Mm -hmm. Like. Normally in limited games, you're going to start with you know two, maybe three in the earlier stages of the game. But there are some cards uh, that really reward you in the late game for it. For example, Gogari Raiders was recently spoiled yesterday, and mm -hmm. it's a, uh, I think it's a three G XX comes in with X counters and has haste. Mm -hmm. So in the late game, that can just come out of nowhere and deal upwards of like ten to fifteen damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's look at, we've got two more promos that we're just going to go over real quick. So our draft weekend promo, so this happens the week after the pre-release, mm -hmm. uh, the week of release. So if you participate in a draft event at a local store, uh, so it's the weekend of October 5th, you can get a Fireminds Research. Uh, and then our last promo is the Buy a Box promo, Impervious Great Worm, Giant. Convoke giant, big, and really hard, really hard to kill. Uh, so this is what you get if you buy a box from a local store, uh, and they have them in stock. You get one of these for free, just on top of the box. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to F and M promos. I I love these promos. I these, think these are, are gorgeous. I always I I love how they look, uh, and they're 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 all really sweet this time around. Like I mm -hmm. I want to play all of these cards. Uh, Conclave Tribunal, man, that uh, putting Convoke onto an Oblivion Ring effect. Andrew, mm -hmm. talk to me about that. Yeah, uh, just Conclave Tribunal, one of my favorite cards in the set. Uh, it really synergizes so well with so many of the Slesny cards. As I mentioned, it works really well with Amara. You know, they actually, like, compound, too, because, you know, like, the more Amaras and more Tribunals you play, the more creatures that you have, so you can Convoke easier. And also, just check out that awesome Seb McKinnon art. Every time I see his work, yeah. it's just out of control. So good. And then uh, Sinister Sabotage. That's a that's a counter spell after Blake's own heart, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. Uh, as anyone who knows me knows, I play quite a bit of Canadian Highlander, and I'm one of the few people who really likes. Uh, I think it's Dissolve mm -hmm. in that format, which is the Scry counter spell. Yep. Now my Grixis deck uses its graveyard quite a bit. I've got Snapcaster, I've upgrade. got Torrential, yeah, yeah I've got upgrade. Cruel Ultimatum. This is just an upgrade for me. 
And so this is going straight into that deck. And honestly, I think Thought Erasure might as well. It's a cool card, seriously. Well, it's cool, yeah. and it looks yeah. powerful to me. Is it? Is this a standard shot? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, back in the day when I was outside on the real world playing a lot, I tended to play a lot of control decks, so I played a ton of Dissolve. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Sinister Sabotage is a really easy design for us to go to to just kind of relive that Dissolve power level. And mm -hmm. I actually think that's about the perfect level that we would want three mana counter spells at. Yeah. Just three mana, tiny rider, just like Disallow, just like Dissolve, Sinister Sabotage, mm -hmm. going to fill that role for standard for a couple years to come. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And, and Thought Erasure is, it, it looks like a really good spot for a two-mana discard spell. It's, exactly. It's been hard for two-mana discard spells to make their way into standard. Mm -hmm. Castigate's like the last one I can yeah. think of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that one looks like it's pretty well positioned to do yeah, so. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about Thought Erasure is that, you know, most of the time if you draw Thoughtseize late or something like that, it's actually going to be pretty dead. But, like, this still has that added ability to let you surveil one to maybe put mm -hmm. a Jumpstar card in your graveyard or just make sure that you're filling up with gas later on. Very okay. versatile. Cool. So yeah, those are uh, all three of those you can get for participating in Friday Night Magic uh, during the Guilds of Ravnica season. Uh, the way they're given out is stores just get a bunch of them and they can kind of divvy up all three of them as they see fit. So it used to be where on particular weeks during particular months you got this card. Not the case anymore. All three of them are on the table. Uh, talk to your local game store about how they're giving them out, yep. but definitely go to FNM and pick some of these up. Yeah, they're really great. Very, so very so cool. that is it for the promos we're talking about today. But we've got a pretty, we've got some pretty spicy cards that we want to well, check yeah, I think on. We've, we've seen, we've seen some pretty spicy cards so we have. far, you know. And I think uh, get, getting to recap some of them is really exciting for us because uh, a lot of the time we we don't get to do that in-house so yeah we don't get to talk about them afterwards not not of, often so this is a really cool opportunity for all of us like we're really excited about it uh planeswalkers planeswalkers yeah. in the set mm -hmm. there are a couple of them so this next one was previewed by tcg player mm -hmm. uh just yesterday yeah yeah and it seemed like people are, are pretty down with Braska leading the golgari this time <laughs> around because the the response to this uh to some of her abilities were were really really strong and it's understandable they're very strong abilities. yeah yeah definitely uh i i really love Vraska. um you know it's kind of we don't really do build around planeswalkers very often but mm -hmm. i thought this was a great time to do it with Vraska. so you know she's kind of playing to that whole aristocrat style gameplay where it's like you have creatures you sacrifice things that are not needed anymore mm -hmm. she has some utility in that abrupt decay minus yep. and then obviously once you get to the minus 10 yeah. It's game time. Create some, <laughs> yeah. Not just everyone's an assassin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Previous versions have created an assassin. I remember that. This yeah. one just, you know, everyone's an assassin. Yeah, my personal favorite card to sacrifice to uh, Vraska's plus two is actually Legion's Landing. Because it's a legendary oh, enchantment. Okay. Yeah. So you play Legion's Landing, yeah. you get your 1 1. You yep. sack your Legion's Landing, you play your other Legion's Landing, you Ooh. get another one. You're just Ooh. so much food going on. All right. Really tasty. Also, when you flip it, it's, it's essentially just three mana draw card. Yeah, that is true. Very spicy. Until indeed. you get to nine, and then it's three mana make an assassin. Yeah. 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 I'd imagine that eating vampires is pretty spicy. Probably. Yeah. Seems like. <laughs> uh, and as many of you have guessed, uh, this Vraska is also the eighth masterpiece in the mm. Mythic Edition. So we oh, have, we're going to show that off now. This is the version that you'll get with Mythic Edition. Mm -hmm. uh, very cool. Uh, if you don't know what Mythic Edition is, uh, 
you can Google it, or I'll tell you a little bit, it's going to be available on Hasbro Toy Shop uh, for $250 for a full uh, 24 packs, eight of which are going to include uh, masterpieces like this one. You will get all eight that include things like uh, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, uh, Ral Zarek, who we're going to show again in a minute. Liliana, The Last Hope. Liliana, The Last Hope. Yep. Uh, Doretti, Ingenious Iconoclast. Ingenious Iconoclast. Elspeth. Elspeth. Knight Errant. Yep. Yeah. yeah. My personal great. favorite Planeswalker. Yeah, mm -hmm. the art on that one is just outrageous. It's really, it's yeah, her it's from the Theros Underworld. It's so cool. It's oh, really yeah. awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the Vraska. But let's look at the other Planeswalker in this set. Which is Ral? Is it Viceroy? What's going on here, Andrew? So this is just one of our kind of bread and butter five mana planeswalker designs, but uh, with a tiny twist on it. You know, Vras is kind of a build around. Mm -hmm. Ral kind of a build around himself because you actually have to include instants and sorceries in your graveyard. And if you check that minus three text box as well, it works with cards that you've jump started that are exiled as well. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend playing some instants and sorceries with jump start with Ral. Which makes sense because most of the time when we see an ability like this, it just counts them in your graveyard. Exactly, yeah. So with Jumpstart, you actually have to put exile the card so it's in exile, but Ral's ability counts it. And his plus one also fills your graveyard with potential Jumpstart cards as well. Mm -hmm. So there's just a big value engine going on there. And then once you have the ultimate, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I would, I, I, would that ultimate is... I would recommend doing it. I, I want to do yeah, that. We, yeah. I, I don't know very many players Doubling who would want to do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> doubling season. Yeah, we were having a conversation before the show about all the things doubling season does with Planeswalkers. Right. Which is all kinds of broken things. Yeah, that's very, very key to our design process. We really make sure that Planeswalkers work with doubling season. That's this not, is not, not a lie. <laughs> that is it's not completely true. false. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So talk about why that isn't the case. Why that isn't yeah. a consideration when you're creating standard level planeswalkers. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, our our end goal is always just come to the correct card. Come to the card that we think is going to be the most successful at fulfilling its goals that it has. Mm -hmm. And you know, if we're looking back to older cards for more casual formats, we don't really want to make concessions um, designing around that. Right. And in more casual formats, it's okay if something is <laughs> wacky, like right. you ultimate right away, or because that's kind of the fun of those formats. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, even in standard, like I think it's pretty reasonable if we like maybe increase the mana cost by one. But if you have to resolve some clunky enchantment and then wait a turn, and then also resolve your planeswalker to then ultimate it, you to kind of deserve it. You deserve it. Point. Yeah, you you you've achieved your goal, and I think that's <laughs> that, that's something that we should shoot for. I, I dig that. Um, we kind of skipped over a card that we had on the list, and I skipped over, and I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> you, because you had wanted to talk about is only thousand eyed. Yes, with yeah. Vraska. So let's do that. Yeah, I just I absolutely love is only thousand eyed. I think that was the first time I ever said that the card's name. I was just it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, we always just shorthanded it to Zoni, but uh, yeah, um, Zoni a lot like Vraska. She's in the storyline. She's actually trying to. She thought she was going to be the guild master, but mm, hold Vraska's on a minute. Vraska's the guild master. This lady's got snake hair. Yep, she yeah, wins. Exactly. Yep. And Zoni kind of also mimicking Vraska a little bit with that sacrifice ability you gain a life and you get to draw a card. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in standard, I just expect Zoni to be that over the top, back breaking, mid range crush fest in mm -hmm. here. <laughs> what do you think? What were the most number of insects you saw made during playtesting? Yeah, that's Ooh. a good question. 
Yeah, I've, I've definitely made a, a fair amount of insects. I'd say 17's the record. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's Generally, I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's I'd approximately say it's around 17. 17 happened yeah. on March 3rd. <laughs> well, we actually have sometimes when we have these uh, making tokens, doing something mm -hmm. really cool cards, we, uh, we have a, in play design, we have a scoreboard. So mm. by the end of whatever focus period we're at, we'll, uh, we'll tally up the scores. Okay. So, for example, um, Desecrated Tomb from M19. Mm -hmm. That's the whenever a creature leaves the graveyard, you get make to a make, bat. A, make a bat. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were getting pretty high scores. We had 9, we had 15, we had 20, and then Michael Majors had infinite. What? Yeah, he had infinite bats. In? So, in Constructed. What format? In Standard. In Standard? In Standard. He had two Mox Ambers. Okay. A restoration specialist and a Teshar. Okay. So. So we did one of the Teshar combos. Yeah. So yeah. you infinitely loop Teshar and restoration specialist mm -hmm. to create infinite bats at instant speed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Fantastic. Uh, a lo a lot of times he would say, uh, "I will demonstrate the loop." <laughs> that, that was nice of him. Yeah, Michael so, Majors looking out for everyone. It's yeah. true. Uh, but seventeen. But is Zoni, seventeen is still a lot. Pretty yeah, good. Seventeen is pretty good. Yeah, seventeen is pretty good. Yeah, that, that's my personal high score. I don't know anybody else's high score. Okay. But uh, hopefully, I can be the winner at the well, end of the. Well, when when this card when this card comes out and hits standard, people will have to tweet their high scores at you. Oh yes, please yeah. please tweet your Zoni high scores at me. <laughs> uh, while we're talking about undergrowth, uh, how key is Stitcher's supplier? all these undergrowth cards? Uh, Stitcher Supplier is, there. there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's, mm -hmm. you know, you can go for a more aggressive, uh, aggressive Golgari deck. There's a mid-range Golgari deck, and there's mm -hmm. also like the super grind out Golgari deck, right? Mm -hmm. um, Stitcher Supplier is pretty important in the first two, but generally less important in the, in the, the third one, just because, you know, in those super long, in those heavy mid-range decks, you really want to make sure that every single card is like, powerful on its own, mm -hmm. and you really want to lean more on the synergy with uh, the first two decks. Yeah. Stitcher Supplier, of course, the M19 card. Yep. Yes. Uh, the one drop that allows you to put three cards in your graveyard when it enters and when it leaves. Dies. When it, when it leaves yeah. the battle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, let's move. Let's let's go back to the Is It Guild. Okay. Uh, to one of my favorite cards <laughs> that's been previewed so far. First of all, the mana cost. Right. What? What? Yeah. Well, you Tell know, us about that mana cost. So, as in the story, Niv-Mizzet is a very genius-like dragon, right? Mm -hmm. And there's only one place to go for a genius-like dragon. He only gets stronger. Mm -hmm. So this is the new Niv-Mizzet, strongest of them all, because he still works with curiosity. He yep. can still, all the, still do all that awesome stuff. Yep. But he's not so limited to just these two-card combos now. He's, like, by himself, powerful enough. Okay. Yeah. So that casting cost is mostly because this guy's real good. Uh, I'm not going to say that. You can infer <laughs> that. I, I like to. I like to think that he ascended to the point where he's so blue and red that he no longer uses generic mana. Nothing at all. else. Yeah. yeah. That's, that yeah. is also a reasonable. That's as a reasonable purely argument. is it as possible. Yeah. Uh, so the this spell can't be countered. That makes it look like you expect this card to maybe be a control finisher in some matchups. Yeah, I can definitely see this coming up in certain like sideboards after after board because like, you know, generally in control mirror matches you're going to try and take out all your removal, put in negate, put in duress, put in mm -hmm. cards like that. When someone slams an admizit, you're like, I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and uh, I also have a <clears throat> pretty good, pretty good joke for. Oh for boy, Newman, I can, love oh, it. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, please. Andrew, Andrew, for those who don't know, Andrew's pretty well known for his jokes. Mm -hmm. You could probably hear the quotes when yeah. I said that. I think they're actual jokes. I'm a big fan. Follow him on at Myrtle yeah. on Twitter yeah, for more of them. Definitely, yeah. Um, over the course of uh, making card sets, you know, um, I only have a limited audience. Of course. And I, uh, I have to save them for a year because we work on sets a year in advance. So it's very cathartic for me to finally release my terrible jokes to the public at large. You're welcome. Um, all right, so Blake. Niv oh, this is like a participation oh, kind boy. of no, 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 okay. no, 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 Oh, no. boy. No, no, no. I love it. So Niv Mizzet walks into a bar. Okay. There's no counter. <laughs> okay. That that, that joke works it. on so many levels, though. That's great. You yeah. could do you could do Nimbus walks into a kitchen. There's no counter. Ex exactly. Yeah. There's so well, many no, different you, things. You two do, deserve each you, other. You have That's to. Insane. You, you got to throw them off balance. Right. right. This with is the bar part of it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. See. Um, well, okay. Understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you about something I care about. What? Uh, <laughs> Fine. So oh, okay, Blake. So the other little bonus thing on here is it's not whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, it's exactly. whenever anyone whenever casts an anybody. instant or sorcery. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Asking the hard hitting questions, Andrew. Why? Right. So so we know Niv Mizzet's really popular in multiplayer, and we mm -hmm. actually wanted to lean into that angle a little bit more because what I find fun about multiplayer is like the politics of hey. Blake, I would really enjoy if you cast a removal spell on that creature. Mm -hmm. And then if you do that, I get to draw a card. And maybe, in the future, I could reciprocate. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe in the future. Well, because you'll have drawn, drawn a card. It could be a removal spell. It could, it it could, could be, be a removal spell. It yeah. could be anything. And I really appreciate it in the future if you could uh, cast some spells when I have Nymphes. See, you're nicer than me and Commander. I'm just... <laughs> anyway, you just, you just slam it and know that they're going to happen. I'm just like, no, this is happening. Deal yeah. with it. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on from our parent, 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 parent. Okay. Uh, to dream. Do you know? Do you know what a parent is? It's um, a parent that he doesn't. It, oh my god! Oof, pound it! I hate yeah. you. I hate. <laughs> I hate uh, you yeah, a parent is a founding so member of a guild in Ravnica. Okay. So Niv Mizzet founded the Is It Guild. Did he? Wow, yes. Mm. And you can find out more of the parents on the story page. <laughs> Good plug. Yeah, Thank well you. done. Thank Good you. pivot. That was great. <laughs> Next up, let's let's look at one of the first preview cards we had earlier in this week, mm -hmm. Dream Eater. Uh, and this card does a lot of things, but the yeah. first thing I want to talk about is Surveil 4. That's a lot of Surveil. It's yeah. a lot of Surveil. It's the highest number in the set. You can say that. I Yeah. Oh, you! Oh, right! You just said I, that. I just said oh, that. Oh, right! Yes, yeah. so, <laughs> highest number in the set. <laughs> yeah. So, Dream, Dream Eater is the highest. This show is live. Yeah. yeah. This show is live. Right. Dream Eater is the card with the highest number of surveil in the yep. set, and I, I, I love it. It's really powerful. Um, in the format, since a lot of the removal is just based on planeswalkers, you mm -hmm. know, with Teferi and enchantments with Conclave Tribunal, a lot of people are playing at sorcery speed. So, end step, Dream Eater, bouncer planeswalker. Bouncer Conclave Tribunal, untap, attack your Planeswalker, play some more stuff. Super devastating plays. I'm super excited for Dream Eater. It's, it's awesome. And also, the best part about Surveil 4 is it just finds more Dream Eaters. <laughs> <laughs> Look well, at four cards. None of these are Dream Eaters. All right. And that art, too. Like the, oh, yeah, the crazy, definitely. The crazy, and Nightmare like, Sphinx. Yeah, Nightmare that's Sphinx. such a cool typing. Yeah. That that's some very cool typing, yeah. I love it. Uh, but, and it's got that cool Demir watermark as well. Mm -hmm. Gotta love them mm -hmm. watermarks. 
let's look at... So in a lot of ways, this next card is actually one of the more surprising cards to me in the set. Hmm. Uh, Ionize. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is the first unconditional hard counterspell that does not cost two blue mana somewhere in there. Unconditional counterspell? So I, we've had... Oh, uh, right. Yeah, uh, like counter squall, counters exactly. um, non-creature non spells. spells. Right, right. Negate, counters non-creature spells. Remove soul, counters uh, creature spells. Exactly. I don't think we've had a card that just had the text counter target spell and not have it cost two blue mana symbols somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but that definitely does. Remand yeah, does technically count as a spell. It, it does, does say counter target okay. spell. Yeah, but Steve got me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nonetheless, not, it, not a chat, common on the mana cost. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of a similar card to a card previously called Undermine, but Undermine mm -hmm. did have three colored symbols cost in its blue, mana blue, cost. black. Right. Yep. Exactly. And you know, given that we have uh, shock lands and check lands. That extra one generic mana can also be the difference with saving you two life. Mm -hmm. Or being able to play your planes, being able to play your swamp and your Grixis control deck. Mm -hmm. That really resonates with you. It does. Right, yeah. yeah. So you don't have to shock yourself as much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> and uh, if, you'd, if you'd allow me to ser serenade you a, a tad here. You have exactly seven seconds. I have exactly seven <laughs> seconds. So uh, one of my favorite bands is Hall Notes. So mm -hmm. uh, Ionize, it counters you, making you take that too. Oh yeah, and we're <laughs> all right, and we're out. Yeah. We and we're out. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. This is this is why Andrew doesn't get to tell jokes. Until, okay, yeah. well I just did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed that. That was um, great. But this card seems also just very good. Yeah, definitely. I. I really love giving players options, you mm -hmm. know, with Sinister Sabotage, with Ionize, with maybe future counter spells coming out. Mm -hmm. But I think overloading on a certain slot is really interesting for deck building. So, you know, on some weekends, maybe Ionize is the strongest card. Some weekends, maybe Sinister Sabotage is the strongest card. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe one weekend, there'll be five-color control, and it's playing tons of shock lands. Everybody, it can't, can't lose, because everybody's playing Sinister Sabotage, maybe it's too slow. But then, yep. next weekend, you just break out four Ionize, They'll shock themselves. You just keep hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. Mm -hmm. It's very robust metagame. And you do advantage. end up getting a lot of incremental damage, especially if you play um, the, the card we revealed this morning. Uh, you made a joke about it with briefing. Oh, mission briefing, yeah. Mission briefing. Yes. Uh, mission briefing for those playing along at home or listening on iTunes. Two blue mm -hmm. mana, instant, mm -hmm. surveil two, and then you get the Snapcaster ability. You get to exactly. pick a card in your graveyard. And Here we cast. go. There it is. Thanks to Sean, our producer who's on top of these things. Uh, yeah, mission briefing and ionize together. You can end up just shocking someone a whole bunch and getting in exactly. a ton of damage. Yeah, I really love mission briefing. It's super flexible. It's definitely one of those cards you always want to play one or two of in, in your decks, mm -hmm. and especially in Canadian Highlander. Of course. It's going to be a slam dunk. Yeah, but generally in control decks, I like to play one to two of these, and then you know you kind of like fill up your graveyard through the course of the game, and then mm -hmm. you basically have whatever you want at any time. Yep. And uh, also, if you're in the if you're in dire straits, you can you can do the old desperation. The the surveil with nothing <laughs> in the, my the, graveyard. The surveil with nothing in your graveyard. You know, maybe do a little drum roll, mm -hmm. and then uh, hopefully find something nice. Or I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about that card. If uh, Snapcaster, if they remove your graveyard in response. You have your Ambush Viper. Exactly. But uh, this card, there's at least still a chance. 
Yep, part of the resolution of the card is surveilling those two cards into the graveyard. Mm -hmm. So if you do get Tormod's Cryptid or something in mm -hmm. response, you can uh, maybe get there. Maybe get there. Got a shot. Always get there. Uh, let's move to something a little more aggressive. Aggressive? Aggressive. Huh? Uh, right. Runaway Steamkin. Mm -hmm. This is I love that. This is art. a weird, that cool so design. Cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Runaway Steamkin, one of my favorite monocolor cards in the set. It's mm -hmm. actually part of a cycle upcoming where there's going to be a rare in every color that references that color, that monocolor. Okay. So you know, if you're if you're new to Ravnica, you're not totally all about the multicolor. You're kind of new. You still have your monocolor deck. There is something for you in every single in every single color too. So there's Runaway Steamkin for red and some other cards later down the line <laughs> that you might also like. But yeah, Runaway Steamkin for the mono red deck, making mana, attacking for four. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. He's got two modes. Now, this card, it, how was it created? Because it's it's got a combination of abilities that we just haven't seen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, how was it created? Uh, if I recall correctly, um, so Eric Lauer came up with the ability, uh, mm -hmm. came up with the, the cycle itself, and he's like, hey, I want to make all these cards for monocolor players, mm -hmm. right? And then um, I think one of the early incarnations was that you had to sacrifice uh, more counters for less mana, mm -hmm. but we figured out that you know if we capped it, we could actually, actually allow you to have an equal number of mana to counters. Mm. So by slightly nerfing it but slightly buffing it we actually got it to a great place where you can you know just keep storming off if you want <laughs> is this a storm enabler can you can you do a little can you do some nutty things with it in formats that aren't standard well maybe but uh you might be able to do some stormy things a bit later if we revealed a certain is it card later which we're not going to do which no, we're not, not going to do but not today hold on to your horses if you like storm because uh the weather's looking great. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, the weather's looking terrible. <laughs> um, all right, let's move to a Boros card, another aggressive card yeah. mm -hmm. that has no storm applications. Mm -hmm. But is a legendary creature. Is yes. a very nice looking legendary creature. This this is a this is a powerful magic card. <laughs> it, is, it looks powerful. It looks yeah. like I'm gonna lose to this card a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk us through I, it. Yeah, I love Aurelia. She's just she's just fully embodies what the Boros want to do in Guilds of Ravnica. Mm -hmm. So my favorite thing to do with her is actually use the trigger when she enters the battlefield on another creature with Mentor to make sure that it can Mentor another creature. Oh. Mm. So she's kind of got this pseudo ETB while also you must answer me or I will hit you for yeah. four and put another counter on something else. Mm -hmm. um, but I think deceptively one of the best things about her is that it's that fifth point of toughness, you know? Okay. And, you know, she's legendary as well, so premier removal spell and standard cast down cannot get her. True. Yes. And what is, uh, what is that fifth point of toughness helper dodge? Yeah. Uh, so we recently revealed a card called Lava Coil. Um, it's a 1R sorcery, deal four to a target creature, and if it dies this way, exile it. Mm -hmm. But Aurelia, very conveniently immune to the Lava Coil. Yeah, it makes sense. I would recommend hitting Rekindling Phoenix with Lava Coil. And I would recommend against pointing Lava Coil at Aurelia. Uh, so let's move on to some split cards. Ooh, love it. Yeah, split off. cards are back, which I'm very excited yeah. about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. love, uh, love me some split cards. Expansion Explosion. You told a really interesting story about this card before we started, uh, we started rolling cameras. Yeah. Uh, so it, 
correct me if I'm wrong, the, this card was originally one card, not, exactly. not a split card, right? Yeah, so previously um, the explosion part was a different card that uh, I was, I, it was younger in my career. I was, I was a little uh, more um, aggressive, let's just say. Okay. Uh, so we tested a card called Dragon's Revelation at XRUU. Draw X cards, deal X damage to each opponent. Oh, that sounds so gross. So just Sphinx's <laughs> Revelation, but the but other damage. way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it was supposed to really show the flavor of Niv-Mizzet finally becoming his smartest version. Mm -hmm. But uh, I got to say that it led to some super not fun games, let's just say, <laughs> where uh, my deck is, this is my only way to win. So that wasn't exactly great. But uh, Unlike the Sphinx's Revelation decks, which... Had elixir of immortality. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make. Uh, we're trying to move away from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's just say yeah, we're not yeah, going to yeah. do that. But yeah, instead we kind of moved it. We we held the design kind of intact, and we moved it to the other side of the split card, mm -hmm. and we tried to figure out, you know, what is what is the other half of this card, right? Mm -hmm. You know, red and blue hybrid cards are pretty tough to make because you have to kind of use. It has to be either a mono blue card or a mono red card. So we thought that copying was a nice marriage of, hey, I draw a bunch of cards, and hey, I can copy an early game spell to keep me in it. Mm -hmm. So in the later game, you want to cast Explosion on a creature or their face, draw a bunch of cards, and then in the early game, you can use Expansion as like a re-counter on their counter spell, copy your shock, stay in the game, so you can eventually Explosion them for about 20. For, sure, okay. of course. Uh, so why, um, you can also choose two different targets with mm -hmm. Explosion. Why right. that way? Uh, in in some nefarious decks that were made in the future future league, I'm not naming names, Michael Majors, but uh, I believe this was your only win condition. Mm -hmm. And uh, in some matchups where some people were gaining life, you 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 were just decking them. Okay. So so you wanted the option to yeah yeah kill there 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 are options here okay. yeah. Uh, let's look at another split card. Find Finality. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite split card in the entire set. It's just oozing with value. Yeah. So much value. <sighs> you okay there? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. All right. Yeah. Um, just super versatile. It's mostly a late game card, so you're mm -hmm. not going to really put too many of it in your deck. But uh, actually, the Finality mode is just, it often just comes out of nowhere because generally you can play this kind of grindy game with Find, and then occasionally, if you're behind, you can just play the Finality side. And plus, like, when you put the two counters on something, you can actually save one of your own creatures from the impending mm -hmm. Wrath of God. Okay. Um, great. Let's move on to our last card before the new. The we get to the new stuff. Yeah. Last card before, last the, card new before card. the new stuff. Well, but, yeah. All right. Response Resurgence. Yeah, Response Resurgence. You know, again, really treading the line with Expansion Explosion of trying to be two different cards that are different, that are stronger at different stages of the game, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to cast Response pretty early, and then you want to cast Resurgence kind of later in the game once you kind of locked it up where maybe Response isn't as strong. And uh, if you'll notice, Response definitely hitting that crucial fifth toughness the there. The fifth toughness. The, the crucial... Boros taking out one of their own leaders. Yes, but one of my favorite combos is to 
make my Aurelia invulnerable to this response by having Lyra Dawnbringer out. Mm. <laughs> so that's a, that's a six toughness Aurelia. That's a six toughness angel. That's pretty yeah. good. And plus, I really enjoy response actually hitting five because mm. you know generally white and red may have trouble with cards like Lyra Dawnbringer. So hopefully this can be maybe an answer for that card if it gets out of control. Sure. And for those who don't know, uh, Doug Beyer talked about on Twitter what the, the sort of the, gag the, the was. Naming with the, convention, the naming yeah. convention. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, do you want to explain? I, I, I can explain <laughs> it. So for every single split card, the first three letters will be the same. Mm -hmm. So we have Find Finality, Response Resurgence, Explosion Expansion, Status Stature, Statue? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the reason it's three letters is because he challenged it. He tried two letters, yeah. and he was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, no sweat. What about three? What about three? What about three? And he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Doug. And, uh, <laughs> and it will continue. It will, it will continue, huh? Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, let's talk next about tokens. Finally moving that slider on over. Tokens, yes. So... Uh, the cards that make all of these have been previewed, except for that angel token. Ooh. There's, a, there's, a, there's a card that makes Sarah angels. Yeah, one of my favorite cards in the set. Definitely going to be uh, a casual all-star and just really, really talks to the Selesnia player. It's super awesome. Yep. So stay tuned for that at uh, some point yep. during preview season. And look for, uh, we're going to post these on Daily MTG tomorrow morning. So you'll see these tokens uh, in picture in on your screen. They're on your screen right now. Yes. Yeah, they'll be they'll be a little they'll be static. They'll stay there. Good effort. Yeah. Thanks. Good. You know what good I job. Mean. Yeah. Everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> I, I really love those uh, those multicolored tokens. I love the insect and the elf knight tokens. Yeah. Those are yeah. Really they're cool. awesome for sure. And of course, who doesn't love a good bird illusion? Well, and they, the I, I really like the art on that insect token too. It's really cool. Yeah. Very realistic. Our team did a great job on these. Yeah, you can definitely, you can even see that insect in the art for Izoni. Really? Yes. Oh, ooh, Very fun cool. fact. Very cool. All right, let's move on to our actual previews. All right, we're Yay! here. We're going to previews. We got, we got two cards for, for people today. Yeah. Take a look at here should on we, Should we draw it out a little bit more while chat yells at us no. for taking, no? Okay. No, okay, let's, right. let's, let's give the people you know what, what they want. It's my show, Andrew. I'll do what I want. <laughs> no, dude. We're not going to. Uh, let's take a look. And, and what you want in this case is to give what people what they want. What I want is to give you yeah. what you want. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at our first preview card. Venerated Loxodon. Love uh, me some good elephant clerics. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Andrew, walk us through this. Yeah, so this is actually you know kind of new design space for us, where previously we didn't actually write the words convoke or convoked, mm -hmm. so there's like a reward for actually convoking stuff, but here we have Lox Venerated Loxodon, who actually rewards the creatures who convoke it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can play your Amaras, Tap it for Conclave Tribunal, get some more little 1-1 one, one lifelink soldiers, tap it for this guy, you got your army is now upgraded. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this is a really cool card. Do you expect us to see some standard play? Uh, yeah, I do expect us to see some amount of standard play, definitely in that more aggressive Selesnya version. Yeah. So you want to like load up on two drops, maybe some one drops, and then you know, try to you know chip in some damage, and then once eventually your opponent plays some sizable creatures, you can make all your creatures that yeah. just one bigger. And I can imagine there's some commander token decks that are going to want this. Yeah, you're, of course. You're risk the redeems and, and yeah. that sort of thing. And yeah. yeah, it's just a free 4-4. Four -four. Yeah. Or you're Amara. You know what? Make an Amara commander deck. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Why not? It's a free 4-4. Four -four. Enjoy it. I really like this card. I think the flavor on it is super great, too, because, you know, you're, you're convoking, you're, you're, you're calling to the, the elephant cleric to come help your team, and he <laughs> blesses you with, like, you know, a, 
more... Elephant blessings upon you. Yeah, Indeed. and something yeah. to keep in mind, too, is like all of the Selesnya tokens are either 2-2 two, two Elf Knight or 1-1 one, one Soldier Lifelink. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be some extra bonus that you're going to be able to leverage by playing Selesnya cards. Yeah. Let's move on to our second preview. I'm which really excited I, about this. I this, love this card. Yeah. So we haven't yeah. had a card like this in standard in a long time. Uh, I have many questions, but talk us through Blood, what this card Blood does. Operative is the name of the card. Blood for those of you that are, that are listening on, <laughs> on you yes. know, audio version. You're on iTunes. It is yeah. Blood Operative. Andrew, what does it do? So Blood Operative is a 1BB 3-1 with lifelink. And when Blood Operative enters the battlefield, you may exile target card from a graveyard. Mm -hmm. It also has, whenever you surveil, if Blood Operative is in your graveyard, you may pay three life. If you do, return Blood Operative to your hand. Mm -hmm. And just so people get the full picture, you were telling us about yeah, a weird earlier. rules yeah. quirk with this one. Yeah, so if you actually do surveil Blood Operative into your graveyard, you know, through maybe a uh, Dream Eater or maybe a Notion Rain, mm -hmm. you can actually use this trigger to pay three and put it in your hand. The turn it is surveilled, the turn there, it or is, the exact time it is surveilled. Yeah, the time the it is surveilled into the graveyard, you can bring it back okay. by paying three life. That's So what impressed me about this card is we've seen a lot of cards that come back from the graveyard lately. Uh, your um, uh, The blood gas type things. Mm -hmm. that they, They're small black creatures that usually can't block. Exactly. Or Scrap Heap Scrounger is, yeah, is the most one. current version where they're meant to be used aggressively. Yeah. This seems like it might be the opposite end of the spectrum where you're using this in a grindy deck or in a control deck. Yeah, there are tons of matchups where you want to bring in Blood Operative. It's not, I wouldn't really consider it a main deck card, but mm -hmm. I definitely really want to dedicate slots to it in my sideboard because, you know, 3-1 lifelink can be great against aggressive decks. The uh, exile a card from a graveyard can be great against those undergrowth decks. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to play that grindy controlled mid-range matchup, you know, you can just keep getting him back, and plus those optics, it really lines up nicely with that 3 life and the 3-1 lifelink. Yep, that makes sense. So the uh, the exile card from the graveyard clause, mm -hmm. is that so it can fight other blood operatives? Possibly. Possibly. But yeah, you know, um, something we've learned, you know, making sideboard cards is just generally, like, you want to put as many knobs on them as possible or mm -hmm. just effects because you're more willing to put a card in your sideboard if it has extra splash damage sure. against other other decks. That makes sense. Yeah, and that lifelink, like you said, it's it seems like it sort of makes this card, it balances the card out, yeah, but it exactly. also seems like it'll make it so good to bring in against uh, against aggressive decks, just the exactly. fact that you have a 3-1 lifelinker, like, yeah. I'm just going to throw this in front of your guy, gain three life. Yeah, exactly. And later, yeah. when I have a life cushion, I might bring it back. Yeah, yeah. and then and then I'll gain another three. <laughs> I dig it. I really, really, it's really like cool this card. card. Really great. Uh, now, so that's all we have for previews, if that's all you came for you can leave. And uh, one more time, we'll recap the for those of you that came in a little late. We've got uh, sorry, Loxodon. Venerated Loxodon. Venerated Loxodon. Which we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pull up and then uh, give you a quick look at that one, one last time. And then we've got, of course, Blood Operative, which yep. is the one that you just saw on your screen. So those were our two preview cards for today. Looking forward to slinging, slinging some spells with those in Limited. Absolutely. And, uh, and in Constructed as well. AKA yeah. Blopperative. Blopperative. That's what we're calling it. Uh, we still got some time, so we're going to take some questions from the audience. If you're on Twitch right now, 
Uh, feel free to put your questions in chat. We've got a moderator who will send them our way. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube or iTunes later, uh, you're in the future. <laughs> and you cannot ask us questions of now, but feel free to tweet at any one of us uh, your questions, and we'll we'll answer them if we can. Yeah, All, or of course at wizards underscore magic on Twitter. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's ask the questions that we've got so far. So the first one I have, we're gonna. This is two questions from two different people, but they're related. Okay. Uh, so from Master of the Unseen. Other than the heavy mana cost, what design spaces did you use to push players towards building decks that are loyal to one guild? And along those same lines, uh, we got a question from Andrew Weasel. Weasel? Uh, sorry, Andrew. Uh, what's up with the CCDD cost uncommons? All right. So um, in Limited, one of, uh, one of the easy ways for us to reward you for staying within your guild color is mm -hmm. actually the artifact cycle called the Lockets. Mm -hmm. They recently got previewed. They're three mana artifacts that can add mana, and if you are able to pay a hybrid, 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 hybrid mm -hmm. of your guild, you can sacrifice them to draw two cards. So they definitely incentivize you for staying within your guild so that you can you know, use it for mana, and then eventually in the late game, if you're out of fuel, crack them for cards. So they're definitely playing a lot of different roles and they actually aren't as great if you're playing them in like a three-color combination because you're not going to be able to leverage that ability to draw the cards later in the game. Yep, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, here's one question from Twitch chat. Oh, wait. Ooh. For the CCDD cards. Yes, those. Right, yeah. So those are actually part of a cycle. Mm -hmm. So we have yet to see the Selesnya one and the Izzet one, mm -hmm. two of my favorite ones. Ooh, the best something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and those are definitely another another tool for us to make sure that people stay within their guild because mm -hmm. we are giving you these powerful uncommons if you stay within your mm -hmm. within your little confinement. Your little your little area. Yeah. But that's not to say that we don't want you to branch out though. So for each so for each matching guild, so like with Boros, they match with um, Selesnya, mm -hmm. and they also match with Is It, right? Yep. So each of those three color combinations has its own distinct strategy within Limited 2. Okay. So normally when you're drafting Guilds of Ravnica, for the first, I would say, five to seven times, you're going to mostly stay within your lane, maybe draft a guild, understand what it's doing. But then once you've kind of mastered that, you can really dive into those three color pairs by taking more guild gates, taking the specific cards that are good in that specific three-color combination. Mm -hmm. And then once you've, uh, you know, massive brain evolved into the final form of five-color gate control, which is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that actually uh, leads me into a question that I've been getting. So we're getting a lot of great questions on Twitch. We're going to try to keep Thank up. Thank you guys so much, by the uh, way. Yeah. Still no confirmation on the basic land slot. Will mm -hmm. gates be replacing them? Can I answer that? Yeah, you can answer that. Yes, gates are fully replacing all of the basic lands in Guilds of Ravnica. Um, so every pack will have a guild gate. It will be one of the five guilds. So there will be 24 guild gates per draft. Yep. Uh, and then we got another question. When will we get more info on the guild kit deck lists? I can tell you that's coming on the 25th yes. of this month. That's when we'll have the full deck lists for the guild kits. Uh, Next question from Twitch chat. How much were you thinking about tribal decks and specifically tribes like knights, wizards, and fungus when designing GRN? Um, so generally, our process doesn't, isn't really super good at catching like creature types because mm -hmm. normally when we have to do art, 
um, the art is a lot later down the line. Sure. Um, so normally we lock in what the card does and then uh, make the art based on that. But there are some circumstances where we can actually make sure that this is of a certain creature type. So when we do see cards that could possibly fit in well to previous year's themes or whatever, mm -hmm. we can definitely make sure that that will be of that creature type. And I've seen that you actually have in your database, there's a way you write out the creature type that specifies this is what the creature yeah, type yeah. must P be. Please make it this, yeah. Please make it this. So for yeah. example, on Boros Banneret, that's the one mana goblin yep. with Mentor, uh, we generally, we put it in brackets and we put some exclamation marks <laughs> next to it so, so that the creative team knows, hey, Make this a goblin. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. We are getting questions. This isn't about Ravnica. We're getting questions about the GP schedule. Um, we're close. I promise you we're working on it. It's coming soon. That is all I can say right now. We'll have more specifics soon. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Asking about reprints. Uh, will we see more reprints in this set? I'm trying to think of the preview plan. I, I think we previewed most of the reprints, but I don't want to say that for sure because I didn't vet this question beforehand and look at the preview plan. Uh, yeah, it's hard for me to tell. Um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe. Who knows? Stay Who tuned. Who knows, yeah. Uh, we will have all of the previews by 919. Uh, duh, 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 duh. That's 919, the date, not 919 tonight. Correct. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. Whew, thank you for clearing that Yeah, up. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, okay, here was a good question that you liked earlier. How much do you have to weigh designing the format for day one, the cards are legal, versus nine months into the format once the supporting cast changes? Yeah, this is a really great question. Um, it, it's, it's really hard, but uh, one of the strategies we like to do is actually kind of, you know, leave holes within certain mana costs, within certain colors, within certain effects, so that later down the line we can actually replace them with other things. Mm -hmm. and, and I talked about it earlier, you know, with um, Sinister Sabotage and Ionize, we like being able to double up on mana costs mm -hmm. so that on certain weekends or during certain metagames, one choice is actually going to be stronger for that particular weekend than the other one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we like <laughs> doubling down and also leaving up holes for later sets to fill them in. Okay. Uh, we had another question asking if blue-black uh, Demir in this mm -hmm. in this set is the default control two-color combination in the near future, or uh, if there are other colors that'll get in on the control thing. Uh, so luckily for you, for me, for you, for me, cool. Given that uh, Steam Vents and Watery Grave are the two shocklands in Guilds of Ravnica, mm -hmm. you are going to be more incentivized to play a Grixis mana base than, let's say a blue-white-red mana base, or a black-white-red mana base. Okay. Just by nature of the mana that's available. Yeah, right now. exactly. Because you want to cast these really powerful multicolor cards, mm -hmm. you want to have access to the best mana you can, and you don't always want to be shocking yourself. Not always, just sometimes. <laughs> just sometimes. sometimes. Shocking sometimes. They're powerful because you have the option, not because you can. Yep. Uh, then we got another question. Will Shocklands have a chance to replace the Gateland slot? Uh, no, they will not. Yeah, those are in the those are in the rare land slot. And of course, we got that question because we did that during, during Dragon's, Dragon's Maze. Maze. Yeah, yeah uh, specifically. No. Yes, Dragon's yeah, Maze. Dragon's Maze. Um, how much do you guys consider legacy and modern when designing a set? I don't feel a hundred percent confident answering this question. Okay, can I fair. answer this question? 
Um, You're in charge. I don't know what the answer is. Now okay. you're scaring me. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but let's look. Okay, there was a card you wanted to talk about earlier, uh, and mm -hmm. we're not going to show it to you because it was just previewed by Masters of Modern. Mm -hmm. um, so head over to look up Masters of Modern, right. uh, either on Twitter or their uh, website. Yeah, Alex Hessler, Ben Bateman, fantastic humans. Wonderful people. Uh, so they previewed a card today. And the mm -hmm. reason we gave it to him is because it looks like a modern card. Mm -hmm. So, uh, are you? Um, how? Uh, let me rephrase the question this way: How often do you design a card in a standard set with an eye towards modern playability? Um, pretty rarely. Sometimes it just naturally happens. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I would say a good example of that is actually Guildmaster's Demise. I think it's at about the perfect power level for standard. Mm -hmm. You know, if it ends up hitting those older formats, I think that's just great for us. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, do, 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 do. We had another question from Twitter. Uh, this is kind of along the same lines. Mm -hmm. uh, how much interaction is there between designers of standard sets and supplemental products like Commander? Which came first, Surveil or C18's Top of the Deck Matters theme? Um, I'm not 100% keen on or... I don't know exactly that. Mm -hmm. um, I generally only work on standard legal sets. Mm -hmm. And we, we do communicate with uh, the supplementary teams occasionally, you know, yep. if, if there's some amount of overlap. But there is a lot of oversight with uh, making sure that we don't, like, step on each, other, each other's toes. Mm -hmm. Well, I know we actually asked Gavin a similar question when we had him on the show for C18. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think his response was that the, the theme for that deck specifically was created kind of independently of anything else going on in standard. Uh, and it was just kind of a happy coincidence that it happens to work with other things. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so that looks like all the questions we have. So we're going to call it a show. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, previews are ongoing until next Wednesday, uh, the 19th, September 19th. September 19th. Not 919 9 tonight, no. <laughs> um, so next week's show, we're going to do something kind of fun. We're going to have an AMA. Yep, it'll be me and Blake just sitting here answering some questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe we'll have something special at the end of the show for you. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. We might do a little I'll, something. I'll ask you some questions. You, you, maybe Andrew will walk away. <laughs> yeah. Andrew will step into Andrew, Twitch chat, <laughs> ask some questions. Uh, it'll be open season. Ask yep. anything you want. Uh, we'll answer as many of them as we can. Uh, we're on the communications team, so our job is to know all of the things. Yeah, so hopefully we'll know all of the things. We've that never done it before, so we'll <laughs> see how this goes. I'm a little terrified. Um, yeah, uh, I'm also going to be on tomorrow's Friday morning stream, so I'm subbing for Trick Jarrett. Uh, you'll want to tune into that as well because we're doing more preview cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to focus on limited tomorrow morning, so I'll play some arena and I'll talk about uh, some cards that are more limited focused for Guilds of Ravnica. Otherwise, uh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, thanks so much, Andrew. Thank you, yeah, Steve. Of course. Thank you, Blake. And uh, coming up next, Kenji Yashira is going to play some MPG Arena. Uh, so stick around for that, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in.